All right, and welcome to Everyone's a Critic. I'm your host, Johnny Gill, with my co-host, Sean Ellis. Sean, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? Hey, here we are. It's summer, off-season. Uh, we got, a, I won't say a lot to talk about, we got a little bit to talk about. Um, first thing first, congratulations to Team Chosen, yep. uh, winning the Spring 22 uh, Cypress Championship. Uh, they finished uh, the season with a flurry, uh, finishing the season 7 and four, yeah. and I believe they started zero and three. Zero and three, yeah. And won six of their last, well, won seven of the last eight games. Yeah, yeah. Very, very impressive. Uh, well deserving uh, for this team, and I thought, um, you know, once they started winning, they 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 figured out the game they lost too. Out of that uh, seven of eight, they were up. Yeah. They should have won that one. Yeah. So, uh, congrats, uh, the team chosen. Uh, one of the hottest new teams uh, to, to grace uh, Cyprus. Really, really proud of those guys. Now, um, let's talk the game itself. Yeah. Now, you guys, have, I'm sure everyone has seen the footage yeah. uh, that we posted. Got some great footage. Uh, the last two minutes of the game uh, came down to a few plays, came down to a play that could have been challenged possibly or didn't get challenged ultimately, which was probably the right decision. Uh, seeing how they the bullets needed that timeout, that last timeout, because I believe for one they would have lost the challenge. Yeah, lost challenge. There wasn't a great angle uh, for where uh, you know the recording took place uh, for that to happen. And you know what I was thinking, Sean? I think you know because a lot of times I'm used to recording on the side where the table is. Yeah. I'm thinking about going to the scoreboard. Yeah. I think the reason why I do that is so they can see the scoreboard, they can see the clock. clock yeah. But there's been some issues where the, where the last few plays, you have a better angle of what's going on if I was on the other side of the right. court. I mean, it's possible that you just probably, like like in the NBA, you probably have to move around. Yeah, like just move around. Uh, and I, I think, too, even if you would have had that angle, because uh, you didn't have a terrible angle, but... Even if you would have the angle that you're speaking of under the scoreboard. It's been a couple of plays, not just that one. A couple yeah. of games where it happened. That play was so close. So bang, bang. Uh, so bang, bang. I can understand why the Bullets were upset or Larry uh, Swift were upset. But that was so close that I, I can see where when it got overturned regardless. Uh, if you watch the play, Tedrick actually ends up behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and reaches for the ball, but then shows his hands. And... I teach that as a coach. Uh, a lot of times when they're calling you for reach-hand plays, you can call for a couple of reach-hand plays, I always say, move your feet and show your hands. That way the referee can't say that you got your hands in there yeah. if you show your hands. And when he kind of caught the ball, his hands are originally kind of in there, look like he's going for the ball, and then he shows his hands. And so when he shows his hands, I can see, because I'm pretty sure as a referees, they probably taught that too. When he shows his hands, I think – uh, Mike immediately sees him showing his hands and probably doesn't call that call right away. And then I see Squeak, the old veteran, come in and try to get his hands on the ball. Mm. And so he gets his hands on the ball. Once he gets his hands on the ball, then I do see Teddy kind of try to go in and get the ball. Where he's like maybe, maybe like he's grabbing it from behind and Larry falls down. Mm-hmm. So I think Mike called Squeak grabbing the ball and then Teddy showing his hands. And no matter what angle you have, that's bang bang. Yeah, I, I think it's not the wrong call. Yeah. Now Larry did a good job trying to sell it and fall on the ground. Like I don't think he, I don't think he did. <laughs> I don't think he did because I don't think it was necessary. Yeah. yeah. I think a simple pivot away from the ball right. would have been fine. Right. But he just fell down. I just think he just panicked. Yeah. He just fell down. If if he would have pivoted away from the ball because they were both on the same side. Yeah. If he pivots away from the ball. He can actually have an opportunity to maybe find a teammate. Right, but right, he, right. he saw the double team coming, felt a slight bit of contact, and tried to sell it. Yeah. I don't think it was necessary. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's such a bang bang play. Who knows? Uh, and, and granted, we're playing what do you call it, Monday morning quarterback right yeah. now, where, you know, you could have did this, you could have did that, you could have did this. Yeah. Again, it was a great game with a bang bang play. Uh, it's just unfortunate that it happened to the Bullets game because they basically lost. Uh, in playoffs again yeah. on plays that end up leading to a game when the shot getting hit on them, which we'll get to here in a second, yeah. uh, the game when the shot. So once uh, they were up, 
in that situation. Yeah. Uh, they did a jump ball. Larry versus Squeak. I mean, I don't, I don't really know who's going to win that. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I don't know. Uh, but Squeak ends up winning the tip. Uh, they did they call timeout. They call timeout. Got the, then they drew up a nice little play. Um, they had Squeak attacking. Larry went for the for the gamble steal, yeah. and then Squeak going full speed uh, with Johnny trailing him, stopped on a dime, yeah. and hit the mid range. And then the next play, um, the bullets come down. Uh, a lot of things went wrong in that play. Yeah, a lot of things went wrong. I thought Johnny was on the wrong side of the court. Yeah, I thought he probably should have flashed at the top. He was down uh, near the painted area. Um, they get the ball into Larry. Larry has a Clean look at it. I thought he was going to actually shoot the ball. Would have been a great idea. He, he, he chooses not to shoot the ball. Swings the ball over to Shane. Shane panics. Um, and just takes an ill-advised shot. And that's, that's your ball game. And even on that play. Um, no, first of all, it, the hardest thing to track is an air ball. Yeah. You have to see it before, it's, uh, before it happens. You have to see that the ball, the trajectory of the ball is coming straight down. Right. If you think it's going to hit the rim and you're 100% sure that you think it's going to hit the rim, it doesn't matter what happens. You're not going to get the ball no matter what. You have to see it right away. Oh, my God, that's short. Then you have to get in position and get the ball. Instincts, defensive instincts have to kick in right there. Um, And at that point, you know, I talked to Sweat about this. Uh, I felt like he was rattled. He was still upset about the play previously. And... uh, he, for whatever reason, didn't try to make a, a great effort to go get the ball. And yeah. Squeak didn't even have him boxed out. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Didn't even have him boxed out. He, he he didn't get the ball. And Squeak got the ball. They give it to Darius. Darius comes down, uh, makes two clutch free throws. Johnny takes a three-quarters length three-pointer. It actually didn't look that bad. Yeah. And that's all she wrote. Yeah. And child team chosen, actually. So they're down. When all this happens, they're down. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were down three. They're down three. Uh, make a play. I think Teddy gets fouled. Makes one out of two free throws. Tie up. Uh, tie. They tie Larry up. Win a jump ball. Uh, and shout squeak hitting. This is crazy because I think so. Last season, you know, Marcus Hall hit the big shot that sent the Bullets home. They were down. They were the Bullets were up. They were up. And now one as well. Uh, and I remember Jalen hitting the game winning three. In summer 2019, mm-hmm. uh, to send home Lake Houston Live. Uh, after Lake Houston Live went maybe 71 that season. Mm-hmm. I think it was 71 that season and played uh, Never Scared in the final. Mm-hmm. Jalen was on a, his flu game. <laughs> it was on a hurt ankle. Uh, uh, hit the game with a three to send him home. And of course, actually, the same spot that Marcus Hall hit the three on the yes, bullet. Same, 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 same spot. Same kind of play to him with the ball that swung to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, this is actually off the dribble. Uh, when you know, again, a game winner in the finals, uh, squeak with a big shot, and he sold the jab to get Johnny off. Of he it. works now, on that. He here's the thing, because I want to give show team chose some credit for how they played everything down the street. They used their timeouts wisely, everything, uh, even though they were panicked. I think they should have been. And I think that's the difference. I think the Bullets panic a little bit more than Team Chosen play with more poise. And Bullets panicked. Bullets were up big in the first half. But think about, I think the Bullets played with poise the whole first half. Yeah, they were up. They were at, going into halftime, they were up 12. They played with poise the whole first half. Third quarter, I knew they would turn it up a little bit because I, I literally said they're going to start trying to trap Johnny. That's kind of started. They start turning it over a little bit. Because I saw it come. I saw what they did against Marcus Hall. I saw what they did against y'all. I said, they're going to try to get the ball out of Johnny's hands or get Johnny to take bad shots. Mm-hmm. They got it out of his hands, and then other guys start turning it over. Whatever. But to the Bullets' credit, they still played with enough poise after falling apart like that. They got the lead back in four. Got the lead back. They got the lead back. three with 30 seconds left. So they put themselves in position by being poised to win the game. Mm-hmm. And then... It's like when they got when Larry got tied up right there. You said he panicked a little bit. He but did. I, I, I he say, didn't have to even fall right there. I would say they didn't. Let's say they didn't panic though. Let's say that's just it. Just happened, right? Yeah. You can't lose your composure right there because you're still winning. Yeah. And I know in their mind they're thinking, "Oh, here we go again." Yeah. You know, 
But you can't think like that because if you just play within yourself and just live with the consequences of just doing playing the right way. And that, that's how I always feel. Like, live with the consequences. If you do what you're supposed to do, because now you have these thoughts of what could have been. Or what, you know what I'm saying? Get a stop. And, yeah, in that case, they get the ball. They went to tip. They call timeout. So it gives you an opportunity to set your defense up. And, and right there, I think they made two cardinal sins. So, one, two things here. When you the best player gets the ball, this is what you do in that situation with time, though. You either can trap him mm-hmm. and make him get off of it, but or you can deny him, don't let him catch it. But if he catches it, you have to stay in front of him. Who? Okay, this is the thing about that. Obviously, Squeak should have the ball in his hands in that situation. Right. The most accomplished player in the league. Right. Um, you trap him. Now, well, they, 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 well, that's the problem. They never trapped him. No, they, I'm saying if, if you do. Yeah. I'm saying, okay, you trap him, right? Darius gets the ball. Mm-hmm. Do you want Darius to have the ball in that situation? Because he had the game high. If he's shooting, yes. I'm saying if he's attacking because they're down, attacking, they're down one. He's gonna be. He's gonna attack. They're down one. If he's attacking around, it just depends on who they swing it to. Really, I can't. Remember, I can't remember exactly all five guys are out there. But everybody who's out there can put the ball in play. And you got and him. you got Randy underneath. And you got Randy underneath. So that's that's, that's tough, man. Because they could dump it down to Randy, or or Darius can go downhill. But you can't. I, I think. I think. Johnny could have played a better defense right there on uh on Squeak, well, but like you say, he, he Johnny doesn't. He said he knew, but I don't think he knew like what Squeak was going to do right there. Uh, Squeak has done that move many times, attacking downhill and then stop on the dime and pull up for the mid range because you think, oh, he's trying to get to the basket. The problem was they should just play him straight up. If they want to go trap him, the idea wasn't to trap him. Yeah. you just got to play him straight up right there. And Larry and and Johnny both bit on him jabbing in the half court and going back the other way. So now both of them out of position. And he just stopped him. He just and he, so he has a full head of steam catching the ball where they've been better off just letting him catch it and just everybody just yeah man up just man up. But like I said, or just let him catch it then go sit the trap. Yeah, because Larry went for the gamble. Yeah, both of them on gamble in the half court and both of them got out of position. Yeah. But squeak jab one way and then ran back the other way. Yeah. So now they're both out of position. So what they're doing, they're both trailing them, running yeah. behind them, and then yeah, he stops on the dime and you keep going. Yeah. And now you have open shot. Yeah. It kind of like a. Uh, it kind of looked. It wasn't like Byron Russell, but it was kind of like Byron Russell reaches hard and he's out the play now because he's out of position. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and he kind of. I tell you what it reminded me of, Anthony Edwards. When he tried to go for that steal on Ja on John ja Morant, and then John ja Morant got full head of steam going to the basket and finished. Yeah. But the only difference was Squeak pulled up because yeah. Ja, ja could have pulled up too. Yeah, it just going for the steal, man. You got to first of all, listen, y'all. Just speaking from a guy who who consistently leads the league in steals. If you're gonna go, sorry, I had to say that. If you're gonna <laughs> go for a steal. You have to 100% know when that pass is going to get there, especially an on-ball steal. If you're playing the passing lane, you, you have to anticipate. You have to bait the passer into thinking that the man is open. And if, he's, and if he's not open, he's only not open in your mind because you know what you're doing. Right. If you don't know what you're doing, if you're an amateur stealer and you go for a play like that, you could cost your team the game. Right. And, again, we're playing Monday morning quarterback. Yeah. Uh, so, it's, again – they obviously don't have it. We've had two weeks to think about it, but they had seconds. <laughs> so, right. yeah. so, so it, it, it's, it's different. But, yeah, I, I always feel like that just from me, from a coaching standpoint. Just from a coaching standpoint. If you want to get the ball at the best player's hands, let him catch it. Or deny him. Yes. And don't let him catch it all. Or let him catch it and then send two out and make him get off the ball. But you don't reach and get out of position and basically give him a, a – Open shot, and that's kind of what, that's the only disappointing part about it is they probably could just play it straight up and live with whatever came with that, and hope Reed would have boxed out Randy, uh, and hope that you know they would have got a good box out on uh, Darius. Well, know? shout out to uh, shout out to the Bullets though they they played a fantastic season. Um, I know they had some ups and downs 
But they got they got it together when it was postseason time. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. They definitely got it together and they they almost pulled it off. They really did. And uh, shout out to Sweat, Sweat. I, I'm, I'm I know I'm gonna be hard. I'm being hard on you today, but you got to be more composed, man. Especially if you knowing what happened to you last season, you can't let history repeat itself where you get rattled and you know discombobulated. And in the end, you're just gonna hurt your team. Your team needs you right there. And I'll say this too, Larry Senior. They needed you there to get them under control. They really, really needed a coach on the sideline to get them under control right there in that moment. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you were going to help them in that situation, <laughs> telling them, like, hey, guys, we get, F all that. We got to get this win. Or if you were going to fuel them yeah. by saying, oh, man, yeah, we are getting cheated. We can't do that. Yeah. We needed, they needed a coach in that moment to settle them down. I'm telling you, look, I'm telling you the truth. If it was me, Sweat, if I'm your coach, I'm taking you out the game. <laughs> I'm taking you out the game because you, you, you're costing your team by being rattled. Yeah. They need you to be composed at this moment. And, and, and it spilled over to the, to the defensive end and the offensive end. When y'all, had, when y'all were on defense, everyone else was discombobulated because y'all attitude was, y'all attitude was negative. Then on the offensive end, you had an opportunity to get that offensive rebound over Squeak, put it in, game over. Yeah. But you were so upset and so so fixated on the on, on the call that you didn't agree with that you couldn't even focus. Yeah. So they needed a coach at that moment. I'm sorry they did. And Sweat, like I said, shout out to Sweat. Sweat had a fantastic season. Shot a career high 69% from the field Jeez. for the season. The last two games. The last two games, let me make sure I have this right. 21 of – no, that's wrong. 16 of 18 the last two games. 89% from the field. From the field. He had an amazing playoff run. Playoff was in- incredible. This thing by two, I think some guys are kind of have this kind of a narrative that, you know, in big games, Sweat doesn't play well in big games. But and he averaged a double-double in the playoffs. He showed up this playoffs, you know. Uh, they were saying he had the Paul George uh, syndrome where he doesn't show up in the playoff, big playoff games. But he showed up this playoffs. He absolutely did. All three playoff games he showed up. Yeah. And so I think he was erasing that stigma, but he had a bad minute that in the championship game that kind of, you know, that hurt the season overall. But yeah. uh, shout out to the Bulls and definitely shout out to the team. I hope they come back, man. I really do. Because, you know, I, I know it's going to be hard to swallow that one, but. You gotta roll with the punches, man. Uh, 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 one thing: Do you think now is there a bullet's curse? Five, six, seven. Do, do, do we do? do does this franchise is this franchise curse? Do they have the Boston? Are they the Boston Red Sox? Multiple hoops. Multiple hoops. They might go by 80, 80 seasons for that championship. Oh man, uh, no, yeah. no. Um, you might there might be something to that though because they had a season where they were loaded, yeah, <laughs> and they still couldn't get the win. And this team, I don't honestly, I don't think this team was as talented as last season. Yeah, and they were, yeah. And they came up, they they got they they advanced a little bit more this season. And again, we'll never know this, but Shannon was not there. Yeah. So had they had Shannon, had had maybe things might have been different. I don't know because with Shannon they were what zero and three. Yeah, they're probably going for this shit. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, that's just a theory, but I think they need a chance. Shannon lost like his last five Ultimate Hoop games. Now, I think okay. about it. He counted last season, too. Yes. It's been, it's been tough, tough sledding for Shannon. <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on to our next topic. All right. Now, before we move on to our next topic, I do want to acknowledge uh, the finals. MVP uh, of the championship game. Did we agree it was Randy? Yeah. Okay, yes. Randy. Uh, Randy King, uh, Finals MVP. Amazing game. Uh, he, he came in late, came in, uh, immediately made his presence felt. Uh, 14 and 18 yeah. uh, for the game. Three blocks, seven of nine from the field. I mean, he had a game high PPR of 30.6. Randy basically saved their season, man. Yeah. Because think about this. What if Randy got stuck in traffic and he couldn't make it? No. I'm sorry. The Bullets win that game. Yeah. And that's not even close because they were getting destroyed on the boards uh, until Randy showed up. And he became the defensive anchor uh, that they needed. So uh, I, I got to give a shout-out to 
uh, to to Randy. Randy definitely uh, deserved it. He deserved the defensive MVP uh, for the season. He showed why he was. Um, and, I, you know, I know offensive rebounds is an offensive stat, yeah. but in a way it's also a defensive stat too. It stops transition. Yeah, because you got, you got rebounding. Uh, re- I think rebounding as a whole is just a defensive stat. I don't care if it's an offensive rebound because you're keeping guys away. You're defending uh, the the, uh, the the defensive team from getting the ball yeah. and helping your team. So I think it's a, 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 just rebounding in general is a defensive stat. And the guy had 18 boards. Um, I want to look this up and see what he finished on the season because he's – he probably – oh, my God. So, yeah, 9.6 rebounds on the season. Okay, now you're thinking, oh, 9.6, that ain't nothing. Sutton touch average 14. Sutton touch average 13. I want you to keep in mind, Randy, uh, after week seven, was averaging five rebounds a game. <laughs> five. And he finished the season averaging 9.6. Seven games is a big body of work. So let me read off the last couple games for you. So, uh, let's see. His first game, he had 11 rebounds. Right. Okay? Second game, he had two rebounds in 26 minutes. Then he had four rebounds in 28 minutes. Then he had five rebounds in 20 minutes. Four rebounds in 28 minutes. You think, like, you know, he's not that great of a rebounder. Because that's what I'm looking at. I'm like, man. He had that 11-rebound game against uh, squad one. But after that, 12, 8, 22, 18, completely controlling the paint. So this is the most impressive stat about that. He had that 22-rebound game and that 18-rebound game against Danny, who won as the MVP of the league and led the league in rebounding. And Reed... Who was second in rebounding. Who was second in rebounding. Mm. So that's the most impressive part about those 40 rebounds he got in the playoffs. Absolutely. Let me, let me make sure we got that right. Randy. Make sure we got that right. Oh, excuse me. Nope. Actually, after that game, Reed dropped to number three. Oh. So Trey uh, was second in rebounding. Mm. Okay. But, yes. I mean, Reed was coming into that game. He was. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's see. How much did he finish with in that game rebounding? Let's see. Make sure I got that right. Finish with. Damn, he only had. Yeah, he only had seven. Yeah, that's a rebound a game. 16, 11, 17, 9, 10, 9, 2 against Team Chosen. (laughs) 8, 13, 10, 7 against Team Chosen. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. Also, too, we didn't say this a lot. Uh, Team Chosen as well. Uh, so we're giving our flowers to Randy for being, uh, you know, uh, the Finals MVP. But uh, a quick, uh, a very crucial second place though could go to Darius or Jalen. Yeah. But Jalen kept him in the game in the third quarter. Mm. His performance in the third quarter. Missed the third quarter. Yeah. His performance in the third quarter. Cause remember they were down twelve going into the half. Uh, his performance in the third quarter propelled them to eventually take the lead. Uh, and before they end up getting a win, but he used to he used to kind of the guy that was uh, that kind of got that going and, and put them in position to where they can win the game. His they they don't have his third quarter, they don't win the game. Mm. Pretty simple. Uh, so huge, and that's with Squeak out there. That's with Darius out there. That's with Randy out there. He was the catalyst in that third quarter that pretty much probably won them the game because he got them back in the game. Mm. All right. Shout out to Randy. Now, um, let's talk social media. Now, we're going to be making a crossover uh, in our social media platform. The Facebook page is no longer going to be the focal point. Uh, so shout out to, to Squeeze. Uh, he, you know, he, he wanted he's been calling for this. Yeah. Uh, guys don't have Facebook. You know, we got IG. OK, yeah. so the the platform is Basically, going to be moved over from Facebook to, to Instagram. Instagram. Facebook is solely going to be used for links uh, to sign up. And what was the other thing? Uh, I got it. I got it right here. Unless you remember it. No, off the top of my head. But and I might post. Well, we'll do. We'll probably put a link 
on Facebook. So if you aren't on the um, Instagram page, I'll put a link on the Facebook. That way you we can you can get added to the Instagram page. Uh, I'll probably do that today, actually. Um, and you know, we, we want you guys. We have a few follow quite a few followers on the uh, Instagram page, but we need the whole group uh, to be on the Instagram page so you guys can follow us. I actually don't have it. I think it's in my email. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the Instagram page will have the power rankings, the interviews. Um, I guess pretty much everything we do now on Facebook it'll be on the Instagram page. And, you know, the, what would we put the podcast though? Might have to talk to Don about that. Yeah. Man, I think that might still can go on Facebook. What we'll do, we'll put the podcast on the Facebook page still. And what we'll do, we'll do clips of the podcast on, on Instagram. Instagram. We'll do like a clip. Yeah. Good idea. So, um, do you like that idea from going from Facebook to uh, to Instagram? I do, because uh, sometimes uh, the Facebook page get a little oversaturated since we have other leagues in uh, Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, so... What happened is, I know you guys may not want to look and see what's going on in all the other leagues. Um, and so, if you just want to know what's going on here in the Cypress League, you could get on in, on the Instagram page. You know how Instagram is. You could go straight to the the windows and see it's us. And yeah. That's exactly what you could look at instead of being flooded with um, other uh, leagues um, and what they have on their page. And so. You know, because I know that that I know that probably not all the time. You guys probably like looking at what's going on in other leagues, but if you don't, you know, I know it's kind of hard when you're on the Facebook page and you have to scroll up. It seems like forever to get find what you need. Whereas, like I say on the Instagram page, it has the panels in the windows where you can just go exactly to where you want to go. And even when it shows up on your um, on your main page or, or whatever, when you're scrolling through regularly, again. You see, you know how it is with Instagram. If it's something you don't want to see, you just keep going. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But if it's something you want to see, you be like, oh, okay, there it is, you know. So uh, I actually like it. Uh, I actually like it a lot. I just need you guys to make sure y'all get added to and become our friends on the uh, Houston page or whatever. And it, it's Ultimate Hoops Houston. Uh, what's the, what's the uh, tag? Is it Ultimate Hoops? It's just Ultimate Hoops Houston, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's Ultimate Hoops, Hoops uh, Houston. Uh, so yeah, I'll put the link on the Facebook page. But if you want to find it on your own, again, Ultimate Hoops Houston, it'll be right there. So uh, I got it right here, and I found it. It was my emails. So um, Facebook is basically going to be photo albums and league registration leaks. So the photo albums will go there. Yeah. Um, and then Instagram is going to be power rankings, player of the week, post game interviews, top ten photos of the month, uh, milestones, and possibly buzzer beaters. So if it comes down to a last second shot, uh, where there's a buzzer beater, you can post that on there, um, and milestones, of course. Right. Uh, so you know, first game I should have, I should have posted by myself. I'm, I'm, I'm three, I'm, I'm, I'm three assists away from a thousand. When we just look at everybody's stats, I think Sweat might be close to some uh, stats too. They yeah, I have like a thousand uh, rebounds. Some coming up. He's pretty close. He'll he'll get it. I think he's going to get it this season. Yeah. Uh, let me look at. It. Let me see. Sweat. No, 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 no. He's uh he's at eight fifty three. Okay. So he needs one hundred and forty seven. He'll get this season. You'd have to average fifteen rebounds a game. He'll get this season. I, I believe it's Sweat. You did fifteen rebounds a game. He'll get this season. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sweat. <laughs> with, with the playoff games, I think he'll get. He'll, he'll get. It. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, and on the stories, we're going to be posting polls and uh, highlights, clips, possibly reels. I think, I don't know about the reels. I don't think that's a good idea. But the only last uh, 24 hours. Right. But, you know, that's what they want. And then, um, and then also registration links can also be on the stories. That's always good. You know, if you just happen to be on there, boom, click the link, and it takes you straight to it. So, uh, basically, we're, we're basically going from... From Facebook to Instagram. Instagram That's much. all it is. Yeah. For the, we're, we're catering to the younger generation, which yeah. Yeah. I, I can appreciate because I'm on Instagram more than I'm on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm good with that. All right, let's move on to our next topic. All right. Now, our next topic, we're going to talk about 
rule changes or rule updates uh, and really emphasizing what the rules are because we've had some some questions, some critiques about, uh, you know, certain calls that are being made, uh, what you can and can't do. So first thing first, let's talk about the continuation rule as far as what an and one qualifications are. If you are not in the shooting motion, and this rule has been changed for a while because everyone keeps saying, oh, we need to take another dribble. If you're not in the if you're not in the shooting motion when the referee blows the whistle on the foul, they're going to say that it's on the floor and it does not count. Okay, so guys, I've we've had you challenge, which we're about to talk about in a second, uh, that you know that it should be continuation. But when we freeze frame everything, it shows clearly that y'all are not in the shooting motion. The ball is still down, not even going halfway up. And y'all are saying that, hey, that's continuation. That's an air one. He didn't take another dribble. No, bro. It has to be the ball going in the upward motion. Because we had a play where Antonio Hunt was complaining. And uh, he was saying that he wasn't in the shooting motion. I mean, that he was in the shooting motion. But you can see Mundy's hand up when he drew the foul. And the ball all the way down by his knees. Yeah. And he's saying that. He said, nah, I was, I was no, bro. No, you weren't. Yeah, yeah so, I think they feel like if you don't take that extra dribble, since the ball never went back then you're on the good. floor, that you're good. But no, the, the the new rule is that you actually have to be in a shooting motion, a, a clear shooting motion where you're actually putting the ball up, going towards somewhat like you're going towards the rim. Yeah. But if the ball's down, you're obviously not shooting the ball from your knees. Right. Um, it's the James Harden rule. Right. So, yeah. So, I think the old rule, yeah, you, you as long as you can put that ball down. Um, that's step one. Yeah. That, that's only step one of it. But yes, you have to be, in a, and I think that's the part that I think they have, they're confused with. It's like the ball never touched the floor again. Right. I'm going into my steps. Yeah, you know, or I'm going into my gather. Right. Whatever. That's because the thing. Gather. Oh my god. <laughs> Such a trigger word in basketball. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, you know, you actually have to be in an actual real shooting motion to get the, um, or somewhat of a follow through to get yeah. the foul. So and, guys. So when you're looking for that call, remember, shooting motion. Yeah. Okay? Shooting motion. Um, next thing, the challenge. This has been another big topic. So when the challenge, when not the challenge. I'm going to tell you when not the challenge. When they hand the ball to the referee. It's too late. Yeah. Okay? When they blow the whistle, you don't like the call. Whoever the team captain is needs to go to the referee and say, referee, Mr. Ref, Monday, Ray, Mike, whoever, we would like to challenge the play. And remember, this can only take place in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. Pretty cut and dry. Don't wait until they hand the ball to the referee and they're about to, they're about to, they blow the whistle and they're about to throw it in. This is not football when they're, you're about to kick a field goal and you want to call a timeout to ice the kicker. No, right. it's not. Okay? Or, this, or again, it's not football when you don't like the call. And you got the red flag in your hand, and they're about to snap the ball. Right. No, it's basketball. If you don't like it, challenge it right there. Don't wait time. Don't waste time. We were we've had what three challenges last season? All of them were over three, very close calls. Um, I thought one should have been the successful challenge. I thought Larry's uh, challenge, where uh, he dove for the ball, and. Uh, and secured the ball before it went back court. I thought that one. I thought he should have won that challenge, but that was another issue. We already talked about that, uh, and that'll be addressed as well. Uh, but those are the two main things as far as uh, as rules go. So guys, please please understand that's what the rules are. I think that's only only really two things that we need to focus yeah. on. Uh, you you said there was one more. There's something about timeouts. Yeah. So guys, when you call a timeout, all right, especially at the end of the game, um, within the last two minutes. You have the opportunity to either take it full court or take it a half. You can do either or uh, in program rules, okay? Uh, so a lot of times you guys end up taking it at the half, let's say with a lead. Mm -hmm. And it might be I'm, – I'm coaching you here. It may be better if you decide to go full court mm -hmm. in that case. That way you have more space to work with to get the ball in. They want you wait once you get the ball in and they foul you, you go to the free throw line. Right. A lot of times when you take it in a half court, 
Back is turned. Yeah, it, it's just a lot. Can't, of, can't see him, the defense coming to file you. Yeah, it's just a lot of stuff that could go wrong mm. when you have a lead. Now, yeah, when you're down, yeah, you probably uh, you got five seconds left. Yes, you want to take it to half court. Yeah, so you, you know, can see everything. Yes, right. You know what I'm saying? You know, you only got you know you only do all that dribbling, make one two cuts, screen whatever, pass to somebody, to get a shot off. Mm. But yeah, in, in a case where you're up, you know, you don't have to take it at half court. Uh, we always just kind of go to half court. No, you can if you you can tell the referee that you want to just tell to the referee is that you want to go long. Yeah, right here. Or and you want to or you want to get it at the spot wherever you call the time. I think here. another thing, a lot of guys don't play a lot of basketball. I can tell y'all play a lot of open open gym. I yeah. can tell you don't play a lot of organized basketball. On a rebound, let's say you're down two or down three, and they're shooting free throws. And they miss, or they're shooting a jump shot and they miss, and you get the rebound. And you you wanna you wanna advance the ball. You have to call a timeout before they take the dribble, right? Yeah. So if you take the dribble, if you call a timeout, that means you're gonna have to take it out on the side unless you unless you advance the ball past half court. Yeah. Guys, I hope y'all know that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I can see some of y'all being like, it, it don't advance. No. No, it doesn't. But but to your credit though, if you don't know, if you're not sure, ask referee. Just yeah. ask. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just ask. Yeah. Just be like, hey, can we advance it or can we do it? Just ask. Ask before they shoot the free throw, too. Yes. Don't wait. Yeah, exactly. Just, just ask. If you don't know, if you're unsure, just ask. It happens all the time to me, too. Sometimes I'll know the rule as a coach. I'll be on the side. I'll know the rule and I'll still ask. Yeah. Just to make sure me and the referee are on the same page. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Be like, hey, we can do this, 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 right? Yes. All right. So I'm gonna call time out right So just just ask because you know stuff happens too. Like the games are getting intense and they go fast and referee might forget. And referee might forget. You know what I'm saying? And you putting that in you putting that in his head like okay I don't want to mess this up right here. Right. You know. So just, just again just ask. I, there's no problem. Now granted, don't <laughs> don't go up to anybody talking crazy and cursing. Don't be demonstrative. Yeah. Don't be here demonstrative <laughs> when when you're going to him. But just ask. Just yeah. ask, like, hey, can we do this, 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 this right here? And they have no problem. They've done a good job of explaining what you can and can't do when you ask them. So Okay, and last thing, uh, podcasts. Uh, we will be doing different formats with the podcast. So I know you guys, podcasts are evolving. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys are big podcast listeners, but I am. Um, I like to I like to pick. I don't like to copy, basically. Uh, from other podcasts, but I do like to uh, get the blueprint per se. So what we'll be doing now moving forward, every week that we have the podcast, and we have a lot of guys that we can pull from, um, what we'll do is one week we'll recap the league like we've been doing. Um, We might make a few tweaks here and there. I I definitely want to bring back – our betting segment, we can bring that back. Not right now because it's not really a whole lot of stuff going on. I'll tell you right now, I've been doing parlays with the WNBA. It's not been going well for me. Let's just say let's just say that. It's not been going well for me. I think I won one time. But um we wanna bring we wanna bring back the betting segment. I, I think we wanna incorporate uh different different segments towards the end. Uh so instead of doing in the news per se. We can incorporate on that last part when we're done highlighting the league. We can either do in the news or we can do a fun segment where we talk about uh, we can do our trivia, which we're going to do today. Or we can talk about our betting segment or we can do in the news. Just kind of give us a a different feel each week. And then the the next week we will do an interview, a full on interview uh, just about the players. You know, we'll have a, you know, kind of like all the smoke style where we'll, we'll ask about uh, basketball, your basketball background, uh, your top this, your top that, kind of like how we did our, uh, what do you call it, rapid fire question at the end sometimes. We'll go more in depth this time and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll highlight the player. Uh, and this would be, this, this would be fun getting to know the players a little bit more and, you know, their background. So I'm excited about that. Like I said, I love, uh, I love evolving, uh, the league and, uh, the podcast too, cause I know you guys uh, really appreciate it. So, that's what we'll be doing uh, with our podcast moving forward. All right. And it'll be themed. It won't just be, uh, you know, episode 174, uh, week two recap. Right. No, it's going to have a, a nice catchy title to it. I want, I want to make it uh, a lot better. So, 
Uh, let's move on to our final topic of the day. All right, time for our favorite segment in the news. We're going to start with the NBA. Uh, and our topic for today is securing the bag and fumbling the bag. So, securing the bag, let's just talk about a few. I don't have uh, all the details in front of me because, um, I don't know, I just don't have the page in front of me anymore. Uh, maybe I can pull it up on ESPN. But um, let's talk about securing the bag. Uh the Joker has the highest paid uh, contract in NBA history, over $260 million over the next five years, which can total up to $60 million in his final year. Uh, would you say uh, he secured the bag? Absolutely. <laughs> Hands down. Not the other park. Not the other park. Okay. Um, who's an underrated um, Who's an underrated player that you say uh, secured the bag? Secured the bag, man. Not a not an underrated player, but an underrated contract of securing the bag. One that people don't talk about a lot. <laughs> it's a couple of those like the guys in hell, uh, Russell Westbrook and uh, John Wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, not bad contracts. New contracts. New contracts. Uh, I think Aaron Gordon's on a pretty good uh, contract, actually. Uh, that's for him. Uh, what did he, what did he get? Cause he's sorry. <laughs> what did he get? I think he's like fifteen, eighteen a million a year. Okay, uh, which is good, and it puts him in a situation too. I think he should after next year. I think he can has an uh, opportunity to get extended. Mm. So it's gonna be a team out there who's looking for a, a nice player, but who's not necessarily a, a great player. Per se, let's say it's like the Lakers or somebody who will end up probably extending, who probably do a signing trade and then extend him. Like, you know, because uh, that'll be the only way they get him, right, to extend yeah. him. Somebody, or, you know, he, he, you know who, who will do something like that with him? Who'll be perfect? Who? The Knicks. The yeah. Knicks will be a team that yeah. <laughs> they'll end up probably overpaying him for a guy. I don't think he's a $15, $18 million player, but he's a good player who can help you. Yeah. You know. I'm looking at all these $200 million contracts, man. This is insane. Yeah, yeah. I got everything right in front of me. Let me just I know, Bradley Bill. Uh, let me just list them all the off. Bradley secured the bag. Uh Carl Anthony Towns, who I'm not even gonna get I'm not even gonna get on him today. He secured the bag. 224 million. Good luck with that, Minnesota. Uh John Morant, well deserved. Two hundred and twenty six million dollar extension. Devin Booker, two hundred and twenty four million dollar supermax extension. A lot of guys went after the supermax, which I definitely understand. I would have did the same thing. Um, so his total contract comes out to two hundred ninety-five million. A lot of these guys are gonna be billionaires when their career is all said and done. Yep. If especially if they're doing their job, um, uh, you know, off the court. Uh, I'll give you another underrated contract: Mitchell Robinson, four years, sixty million. He don't deserve that, so he definitely secured the bag. That's actually wrong. Aaron Gordon makes annually twenty-one million a year. Twenty-one mil. Jeez. Mm. So he'd be beyond secure the bag. Zach Levine, $215 million with the Bulls. Good for him. I, I don't think DeMar DeRozan is going to be there. I think he's probably going to move around. But uh, good for Zach Levine. That, he, he's the face of the team anyway. Uh, John Wall secured the bag. Got bought out. Then he got a $13 million contract. He secured the bag for sure because he don't deserve none of that money either. <laughs> Let's just be real. Uh, let me see. Kevin Looney, three years, $25 million. Eh, I almost say he fumbled the bag. He, it's he probably could have on the market and got more than he that. He could have got way more than that. Because he, he had like a 20, 20 rebound game in the yeah. finals. I mean, but he wants to, like me, you talked about this earlier, like comfortable. Yeah. You know, comfortable. And he likes it over there. He likes it over there. He has a role over there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's just comfortable over there. So he's taking his being comfortable and happy over. Darius Garland definitely secured the bag. Five years, $193 million. Whoa. I did not see that coming. Uh, let me see. Zion, I forgot about Zion. Yeah, hundred ninety-three million dollar extension. He's not worth that right now, but I completely understand. New Orleans had to do that because they were gonna lose him. Because they were gonna lose him, and at the end of the day, when he plays, he averaged twenty-seven points, eight rebounds on sixty-three percent shooting from the field. <laughs> so when he plays. He's one of the probably five, six best players in the league. He needs to be somewhere around 10 to 12 rebounds a game. Though. Yeah, that kind of athleticism? Come yeah. on, man. 
TJ Warren signed with the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Good for him. We ain't heard from him since the bubble. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Oh, now fumble in the bag. There you go. Fumble in the bag. Uh, I would actually put, I'll put, what's the name in that conversation? Uh, we just talking about him. Looney. I'll put Kevin Looney in that conversation because he could have got way more than that. But I guess he's more about winning. So uh, that's still technically fumbling the bag, though, to me. Yeah. Um, let me see. What's, your, what's, your, what's the guy's name? Oh, Ricky Rubio. Three years, $18 million. I guess he could have got he wouldn't have got that nowhere else. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving definitely fumbled the bag. James Harden definitely fumbled the bag. James he could have got a big deal. Well, well, but I think he's choosing to take less money to win to to win, which is fine. But he could have signed an extension with the Rockets, which would have made him the first fifty million dollar player ever. Mm-hmm. But he's so fixated on being traded that he probably could. Did just sign the deal and probably got a sign and trade, um, and still didn't make fifty million dollars right now. <laughs> would have been good. <laughs> would have been good, but I guess it may work out for him because maybe he could take less down and make his team better. Andre Drummond, two years, two point six million dollars. Nah, that can't be right. Bumbled. That can't be right. He must still. He must have got bought out then of a contract. Mm-mm. Second year, second year's player option that he just did with the Bulls. He hasn't got a big deal yet, has he? No, nah, he, he got a with, with Detroit. Yeah, he got a hundred million dollar deal. But he should have got. He's still young. That's what I'm saying. He must got somebody must have bought him out of contract. He's just playing on that contract now. That has to happen. It's no way that he takes two years, yeah. six million. That's terrible. Yeah, no. He he he, he has a John Wall deal when yeah. somebody bought him out. He has to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I refuse to believe anything. Yeah, else. no. Yeah, he, <laughs> he got bought out of his contract. He just accepted that deal. Actually, I'm gonna put PJ Tucker in the uh, secure the bag. Three years, thirty three million. PJ Tucker still getting eleven million dollars a year for what he does. Hey, that's securing the bag. Another. He's basically. Uh, Udon has been secured the bag. Yeah, <laughs> he basically he's using in two to four million dollars a year to be a coach that puts on a jersey. Because you're not. There's playing. no assistant coach in the league right now getting paid two to four million dollars. To do nothing, you know, uh, uh, fumbling PJ Harrison. Uh, not only he fumbled back, he may not even be in the league next year. Might not with, with the mistakes he's made. Um, Speaking of Charlotte Hornet uh, players making mistakes, uh, what's his name? It's just talking about PJ. Uh, that, no, PJ Washington. PJ Washington. Yeah, I say Harrison. PJ Washington. Well, okay, yeah, him. He made a stupid mistake with old girl. Yeah, but. What's the Miles Bridges? Oh, Miles Bridges. Yeah, okay, well, I keep messing them all up. Yeah. He phoned the bag. Yeah, both of them phoned the bag. But both Miles Bridges, like I said, is probably going to be out the league. He's going to be out the He's Yeah, well, PJ will too because he's not good. <laughs> he's not good enough. <laughs> so. But Miles Bridges, yes. Yeah. He he's may have phoned the bag because he may not even play next year. He might not. And then they were saying, he was saying that if he gets. If he gets cut, he's gonna pursue a rap career. Yeah, he's done, though. <laughs> he's done. We say stuff like that. Antonio Brown, nah, but, come on, man. And that, let's done. let you know, like sometimes, like you know, and I don't know if this is true or not, like, but mental health is real. Right before that happened, the incident last week, you know, uh, the domestic violence incident happened. He had a situation where he was on Instagram posting drugs. Yeah, bottles of lean and lean stuff and stuff. Like yeah, he was out there. So. Before he had the domestic violence issue, it was, he was obviously crying out for help. It was something going on with him to where you're a free agent this summer. Somebody's pink lemonade. Well, how stupid do you think we are? You're a free agent this summer, and you're posting pictures of Lean, and then you you, you beat up the you know you, is it his wife? That's his wife. Yeah, that's his wife. wife. Literally, with, uh, ten days apart from each other. And I seen her Instagram. Yeah, it, she it, actually it, looks. She look good. So yeah. that face that he made that out to be, yeah, she not she not ugly. Yeah, he's uh. He was tripping. He just probably not gonna play this year, man. Looking at that situation, how he's done. Think, uh, yeah, he's just he's gonna be out the league. Yeah, he's probably gonna be out the league, and it's gonna be hard for him to get back in. They gonna blackball him. Like he'll be out, and I'm gonna even call it blackballing because, bro, you put that on yourself. Yeah, yeah. That blackballing means that you undeservingly. And, and see when people do that. Well, okay, like Michael Vick's situation, even with Deshaun Watson's situation. P.J. Uh, I mean, Miles Bridges. I keep calling him, calling him P.J. Watson. They, they're like one and the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> both, both athletic. <laughs> but uh, 
Miles Bridges, like, you're a good player in the NBA, mm-hmm. but you're a player that could be replaced. Like, Michael Vick, Sean Watts, and people like that, those are like franchise type players. So, mm-hmm. people are a little bit more open to giving those guys second chances. Mm-hmm. With you, like, they'll find another athletic wing. You know, athletic wings come a dime a dozen. Yeah, they'll find another athletic wing. Uh, so it's just like, you know, you really may you may now get back that four year, hundred million dollar contract that you were probably about to get. You know, mm. you probably never get that back. Mm. So that's the very troubling part about it. And um, outside of basketball, um, uh, Shakari Richardson, uh, the other one. Uh, she hasn't been dropped by Nike, but I can see it coming maybe in the next six months. Because they looking like, hey, man, you know, we just we just signed some people that's, first of all, Nike is really, really expanding, like, who they bringing on. Like, they right. brought on Meg the Stallion. Yeah. They, they, you know, they're not just, you know, sticking with just NBA. You know, they're, they're going all over the place. They they can find another face. It's, it's nothing. Shakar Richardson, number one, you've been taking mad L's. <laughs> number two, you're not graceful in defeat. Yeah. And number three, you're you're really tarnishing their brand. Yeah. With your actions. With your actions and you're losing. And you're losing. Like Nike don't like losers. I'm yeah. sorry, they don't. And and to her credit, she kinda secured the bag by leaving LSU and last year before the Olympics. But signing. now she's about to fumble it. But now you're about to fumble it because you had so many people on your side and behind you. And you had all the incentives in the world to just really You've been at the Met Gala, uh, you, where they where they gave you a dress, uh, where you were at the Met Gala with like the biggest stars in America. Mm-hmm. You know, you're there with Beyonce, people like that, and yeah. you're Shakari Richardson. You, you're not on their level, but they, they put you in a position where to be on that level. They, they welcomed you with open arms. Yeah, and now it seems like you're you're really enjoy being famous more so than you uh, like winning track. Um, yeah, you like the, the races, the, the lights, the, the lights, and I and thing you only like the lights when it's, you know, when it's beneficial to you, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately. And so now, you know, a person who probably had all the potential to be a super superstar, to be Usain Bolt and have millions, now it's starting to look like it may be turning on the other end of that. And so, hopefully, she gets scared. She's young, but. She may be in the bag right now. She is young. That's the only thing that's on her side right now. She might have a a stretch where everybody gets old and, you know, she wins that way. But you're not going to beat none of the elites right now. I'm no. sorry. You've been getting smoked. <laughs> like, like, it's not even been close. Anyway, uh, okay, last thing for, 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 uh, for NBA in the news. Um, Kevin Durant has been a topic of discussion yeah. as of late. Kevin Durant has requested a trade. Out of Brooklyn. Yeah. He wants to go. Um, does this surprise me? No, not really, because Kevin Durant, I've seen this, I've seen this book before. He want he he normally leaves when things don't look uh you know very good it's right now for him. Yeah. It doesn't look as promising. So the thing that's the thing that's disappointing for me for Kevin Durant is this. First of all, you should have never left OKC. I think LeBron James going to Miami made it okay uh, for superstars to do these kind of weak moves. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, sorry, I had to. I had to take a shot at him. But um, now you're looking at he wants to go to Miami or Phoenix, the number one seed in the West, the number one seed in the East. I'm like, come on, dog. Like, if you gonna go, if you gonna leave, can you at least go to a team that's not the best? You know what I'm saying? Like. Can you do it to where, okay, yeah, they trade some pieces. This It'll look like a good roster after the fact. And then he's, then they're saying that, oh, he wants to go to Phoenix only if Devin Booker's still there. He wants to go to uh, Miami only if Bam and Jimmy are still there. Newsflash. One of them got to go for you. Who, who the heck are you going to offer them? Because Tyler Hero and... and and a bunch of shooters, that's not going to be enough. And, yeah, I think if the Nets were in full rebuild, maybe. Yeah, they might consider that. They're not trying to be full rebuild. So, yeah, I mean, they just signed T.J. Warren, so I don't know about that. And, and Yeah. You won. You won. I yeah. mean, you know, T.J. Warren. The, the disappointing part about it is, and, and granted, look, 
I'm not gonna even say that Brooklyn's the best ran organization. Clearly, clearly they're not. Yeah, I, I'm not. So that that could be one of the issues with Kevin Durant. Um, he just wants to get out of there because he doesn't like how things are ran in Brooklyn, which is fine. Um, uh, it's just that it does feed that narrative though that you can't be the bus driver that you vehemently got into it with Charles Barkley about. Yeah, but uh, he's but he's right though. Um, that you, you can't be the bus driver and you have to be right on the bus. You might ride in the front seat, but you know you you can't be the guy driving the bus. So is this Kevin Durant's you know retort? Well, I tried. You know, I tried in OKC, it didn't work. Well, I tried it in and I tried it in Brooklyn, it didn't work. So I'm gonna go back to my old way. That's weak. Uh, it, well, it sucks because. We kind of all assumed that was the reason why he left Golden State was so he could have his own thing. Yeah. He wanted to feel what it felt like to get a championship. He wanted two of them. He's like, man, this is what it feels like to be a ch- to win a- to be a champion. Man, it ain't even all that. Yeah, because you didn't really earn it. Well, it was easy. It. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. I won't take away that he didn't earn it. He didn't earn it. He's Finals MVP, so I say he earned it. It's just that it's, it's easy to be MVP and put up numbers when you got a team like that yeah, around you. Got seventy three and nineteen around. Yeah. I don't even say seventy three and nine because they lost, <laughs> and I still don't forgive Steph. Which for is that. why they went and got Durant. Man, that's weak, man. And but that was my whole thing. And maybe we, maybe that wasn't his thinking. Maybe I don't know why he left. But I, our thinking was that he left so he can have his own thing, uh, and he didn't do that and had done that. You know, it's been it's been a Catastrophic uh, failure. Um, you go from having well, when Harden gets there, it's you and Harden. So that's two top five players probably on one team. Mm-hmm. With uh, Kyrie, that's three top fifteen players on one team. Number one ball handler in the league. Yeah, probably in NBA history. Uh, then uh, things happen. James gets hurt, um, and Kyrie gets hurt. You get caught out there where you're a toenail away from probably eliminating the. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks will end up winning the championship. Cool. Things happen uh, with Kyrie uh, over the summer. And I'm not going to say what was right, what was wrong, any of that. Uh, but it obviously made James Harden feel a certain type of way. He wants to get out of there. He gets out of there. Uh, but y'all still have a very great team. Um, going to the playoffs, y'all get swept by the Boston Celtics. You don't, don't show up. And you don't necessarily play well, neither does Kyrie. And that's putting it nicely. <laughs> he was on lock. <laughs> so neither one of you guys play well, and then you guys are kind of now trying to force the Nets' hand after you guys kind of didn't play well. And after pretty much they kind of gave you everything you want. You know, I heard it was all kind of stories about things Kyrie was doing, about running his own practice, not coming to practice, showing up late. And we know he didn't play in games. So it just – Harden is looking like, man, I, I know I used to get away with murder in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> God damn! Well, at least no. I, I was in practice every day and I played. Yeah, I might have been. I might have been in dreams every night. Yeah, yeah. Hell, like, come on, man! What y'all doing over here? What y'all doing over here? He said, I'm out. I'm out. Like I said, yeah. At least I show up to practice and play every day. <laughs> but God, you can you catch y'all ain't play. Y'all ain't practice. I see this. Uh, I see this meme with a. Uh, well, it wasn't a meme. It was like it was a caption, and then underneath they had the Magic Johnson. They were like, uh, "James Harden is like, I'm not gonna be here." He <laughs> said, "No, nah, I'm out, man." Yeah, so that's just the disappointing part about the whole KD, Kyrie, and the whole Brooklyn. That's they that went from being like a, uh, you know what they're gonna end up? Well, actually, they're worse. They're 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 the um, I was gonna say they were the, the Rockets. With Charles Barkley and, and Drexler and Lajuan and Scottie Pippen, that they're that group. They're worse because at least that group made it to the conference finals, and that group had some level of chemistry. This group didn't play. <laughs> I think they played like seventeen total games together. In three years. Like this is sad, man. It's sad. It's a clown show, man. You letting Kyrie run amok. You and then KD just like, yeah, I, I can't do this. Yeah, it's just. It, like I say, it's just it's, it's dysfunction. But Kyrie is the head of the dysfunction, and that's your boy. That's your boy. You're not saying it. It again goes to his leadership or lack, lack thereof of leadership. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we're we're, we're winding down to the, the last part now. We're gonna we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna do uh, 
our trivia that we have not done in a while. I'm going right. to let you – I know you know your drafts really well. I yeah. don't. Yeah. Uh, you're probably going to beat me on this. So we're going to do a quick segment of what do you know, NBA trivia. So I want you to give me three players, and I have to tell you when they were drafted. And I'm going to give you three players, and I want you to tell me if they're currently in the league or not in the league. Okay. Now, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? All right, let me go. Uh, you might get this one. That's a pretty good draft, actually. So it's an underrated draft, um, actually. Like, because, you know, it came after, a, I'm going to give you some hints. It came after a legendary draft. Okay. Um, Chris Mullen. Chris Mullen. 85? Very good. Okay. I gave you a hint. Yeah. I said it came after a legendary yeah, draft. Yeah, if you want to tell me that, I want to know. <laughs> but, see, that, but this draft is underrated. So this draft, Patreon went number one. Oh, Pat was in 85? Yeah. Oh, I thought him and Jordan. Oh, no, yeah, they weren't. The year after. Yeah. Uh, So uh, Chris Mullen went seven. Mm. Dallas Shrimp went eight. Mm. Charles Oakley went nine. Carl Malone went 13. I should have known Oakley was in there because uh, oh, Carl Malone was in 85? Yeah. He went 13. Joe Dumars went 18. Joe. Terry Porter went 24. Time out, time out, time out. So this is a good draft. Joe Dumars was drafted in 85, yeah. and they tried to say that the Pistons were old in 1990. <laughs> Come on, man. See, that's what I'm talking about, this narrative, these these Jordan haters. I mean, yeah, it is. What it Come is. on, are you serious? Yeah. So he was, what, 28? Yeah. But the Pistons got old. Yeah, they got old. Okay. Yeah, Isaiah was 29. Okay, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I think Isaiah was 20. When the Pistons lost, no, Isaiah was 30. Joe Dumars, 28. Yeah, it got old. Yeah, yeah old, okay. Yeah. Robin was 28. Mm. 29, yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. Tell me if this person is still in the league. Terrence Jones. No. <laughs> no, he's been out the league since 2019. Yeah. No. Do you remember Terrence Jones? Yes. Uh, he played for the Rockets. had a little stand with the Rockets. Actually, that's some productive years for the Rockets. He, he was terrible in the playoffs. He always was horrible in the playoffs. Yeah. He was the one that was getting torched by LaMarcus Aldridge that one playoff round. They had to put. Getting destroyed. When they had to put Dwight and uh, Ashik at the same, out there at the same time because Terrence Jones was getting destroyed. And that worked, though. Yeah. They were missing a whole bunch of free throws. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it worked. Uh, okay. So this draft. All right. Let's see if we get this one correctly. All right. So uh, it was an old teammate of Chris Mullins, actually. Okay. Uh, Mitch Richmond. Oh, Mitch. Okay, I know he retired in 2002 mm-hmm. when Kobe got him that ring. Kobe and Shaq got him that <laughs> ring. I, I want to say he was a 15-year vet. So, 87? Close. It's close. Very close. 88. 88. Dang. 88. It's close, though. Very close. Yeah, 88 to down, too. So, yeah, okay. I was a year before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very, very close. K-State. Very, very good. That's that pretty good. I, I thought you would completely missed that one. Mitch Richmond was one of my favorite players when he played with the Kings. I I love this game. All right. Uh, right. Let's see. Let me give you one. Hmm. Bismack Biombo. <laughs> He's still in the league. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's with the Phoenix Suns. He was Phoenix Suns. I remember, who was that? Somebody was going to throw the ball at him this year. And he was looking at him like. <laughs> so, yes, he is still in the league. Huh. Actually, he secured the bag, too, from the unmistaken. <laughs> he actually did. The terrible stats. He was actually secured the bag. Yeah, I mean, you know, since he came to the league at 18. <laughs> so they say he should still be in the league, right? He's still young. All right. Uh, last one for you. I'm going to stay with the Golden State Warriors here. Okay. Um, Tim Hardaway. So the whole run TMC. Tim Hardaway. Okay. He was. Oh, I should know this. Nineteen ninety, close again. Well, I, it's the eighty nine draft, eighty nine ninety draft. So but the, 89. But, okay, so I'm saying okay, I did this twice. 
the summer, I'm saying the summer of... 89. Yeah. It's summer of 89, so you okay. missed about a year. Okay. okay. Yeah, see. It's good. It's a good. It's good. And you know what? They, they actually had a similar bill uh, when they got Clay, Steph, and Draymond. They, you know, they, you know, you know uh, Mitch Richmond, Tim Hardaway, Chris Mullen, you know, that's... They just didn't keep them together, unfortunately. So maybe mm. they learned their lessons. Like, oh, we got to keep these guys together this time. Mm. Okay, ready? Yeah. Last one. Damari Carroll. He's not in the league currently. He's not in the league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not in the league. His last season was 2020. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. In the, in the, in the bubble. Yeah, yeah, last season. I'm trying to see who he... Is he in the G League? Where is Demar Carroll now? He might be in China. Oh, they said after getting away by the Spurs, Carroll was signed by Houston in twenty twenty. Yeah, he hasn't played since. Yeah, yeah, I remember him playing. Uh, I want to say he was on those Rockets in the bubble. Yeah, Russell's out there uh, stinking it up. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I ain't seen Russ since. <laughs> Yeah, that was like that was like the beginning of it's like, like Russ got though. COVID and he was done. He was done, dog. <laughs> COVID ended his career. Told you he caught all of them. <laughs> <laughs> he caught all of them. COVID probably still messing with him. <laughs> Straight up. All right, um, that's a wrap for today. Uh, episode one sixty six. Um, so again, we're, we're changing our format. So our next podcast, we will recap week one. On episode 167, and then episode 168, we'll get an interview. So, if you have anybody... Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Why don't y'all tell us who y'all want to see? Yeah. Well, not see, because we're not... This is a podcast. Who do y'all want on Everyone's a Critic uh, for us to interview first? Who's going to be our first uh, interview? We. Hmm. We got a lot of guys to pull from. Yeah. We can. It could be guys that that aren't currently playing. It could be guys from back in the day, like like we say. They if, like with all the smoke. They interview people who not playing no more. That's still playing. Uh, you know, let they rappers, legends. They they interview anybody. So, you guys, let us know who y'all want us to interview, or, or we'll, we'll we'll you know we'll get it cracking ourselves just to do the first one. All right, live from an undisclosed location. I'm Johnny Gill with Sean Ellis. We're out.